deciding who wins the game on this call. Under review. The call on the field stands. Touchdown. After review, it has been determined that the receiver did not maintain. Quarterback's arm is going forward. That's the worst call in the history of all sports. Welcome to another bad call where the refs aren't the only ones who get it wrong. I'm your host, Justin West, and my sidekick here is a man who's never seen a ref make a call that he's agreed with, JD. What's going on, Justin? (laughs) How you doing tonight? I'm doing all right. Yourself? Uh, Not too shabby. Um... We're on to week four of the NFL season after uh, yeah, baby. It, it's, it, uh, it was a wild and wacky week three with uh, all kinds of upsets and whatnot. And so I'm pretty excited to see what week four has in store with us. Uh, so this week we are welcoming another guest, uh, Corey Muneer. Did I get that right? Man, you nailed that. No one ever does, and you nailed it. That's great. <laughs> Sweet. Thanks for joining us, Corey. How are you doing tonight? Oh, I'm doing phenomenal. Um, and I just want to thank you guys for inviting me to be a part of it. Um, I've really enjoyed listening to you guys over the last five, four episodes now. So thanks for the invite. I appreciate it. Oh, definitely. We appreciate uh, we appreciate the interaction we've gotten, and, and we like uh, getting some new voices on here. So. Um, especially some seasoned pros like yourself you're not new to the podcast game no no i'm not i um this would be the first shameless plug of the night but yeah jd you know we do um me and a couple buddies do a podcast called drunk netflix reviews we've been doing it for about a couple years and i just gotta say i I, you know we've been doing it for a couple years you guys what you know a month a month and a half and you guys are doing some great stuff so i i really appreciate uh this opportunity to be a part of this well, thank you, Corey. That means a lot to us. We really enjoy listening to Drunk Netflix reviews. If you guys are looking for something entertaining to listen to, it's really worth the time. Yeah, it's really drunk. <laughs> I love it. I love it. So, uh, Corey, why don't you give us a little bit of your fantasy football background? Um, I've, I've got to admit to your listeners that this is, um, for the first time, I'm dipping my toe into the DFS um, arena this week. I'm playing a 50 50 uh, beginner beginner contest this week, and that's kind of my first ever uh, dance with the the DFS. But uh, I've been in the season long fantasy for 14 15 years. I've got a league that we do with a group of buddies from high school and college. I've, I've won I've won that contest uh, several years. I think my claim to fame is calling Arian Foster's breakout year. Um, a few few years back, that was pretty huge for me. So I, I'm a pretty seasoned in the season long fantasy. I uh, have a PPR league that I do, and just a normal standard scoring league. Uh, but really new to this DFS stuff, and 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 I gotta thank you guys. I don't know if I gotta thank you or scold you for um, you know getting me addicted to it because I, I it's gonna be bad. It's gonna be bad, guys. No, it's <laughs> gonna be good. It's it's another fun way, and and unlike your season long. If if you have a bad week, it's a reset and start from 
scratch the next week. So that, that's what I like about the daily, daily fantasy. So any, uh, either of you guys got anything good to drink tonight? Yeah, uh, I'm sticking with my 18th Street kick here, and I am drinking their Sex and Candy. That's exotic. Yeah, it's uh, pretty good. I'm not going to say it's as good as actual sex or actual candy, but the combination (laughs) in liquid form is pretty good. 18th Street's good stuff, though. Oh, yeah. Yeah, the last three weeks, it's hit pretty good for me. Definitely one of my favorites. I I tend to gravitate towards that section in the in the beer section, beer store. So yeah, and and Justin, I'm doing tonight. I decided to do a little bit of Red Stag, and that that is not a Andy Dalton themed cocktail. Um, <laughs> for for those who don't know, Red Stag is it's by Jim Beam, and it's a, a cherry liqueur. That's infused with uh, Jim Beam bourbon, and it is um, just amazing. Just, just very drinkable. Uh, if you if you like the taste of whiskey bourbon, but you don't like the the bite or the kick it has, it's it's a pretty good introduction in, into that. So that that's what I'm drinking tonight. And I gotta admit, I I have two or three in me, so I'm feeling great tonight, guys. That is a uh, JD West staple, if you will. Oh yeah. Well, well, seeing that you're two or three in, you'll fit in well with us. So <laughs> uh, t- tonight, I picked up a uh, a beer from Decadent Ales, one that I've not seen or had before. It's it's called Blueberry Cream Pop, and it's a double IP P, ugh, double IPA with blueberries and Madagascar vanilla. And it tastes kind of like a blueberry milkshake. It's very good. Is it bringing all the boys to the yard? Oh. I don't know oh. about that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Anywho. JD, why don't you uh, recap how you did last week? Uh, I came in with a uh, 60% win weight win rate on my head-to-heads again, which I will take. Uh, I ended up in third place in our weekly tournament. I missed the money by .4. Yeah. Real uh, high production on our sound effects, as you can tell. (laughs) But, yeah, I just had a couple misses. Uh, I would suspect that they're the same misses that everybody had. I had I had a lot of shares of Latavius Murray and Minnesota going or Buffalo coming in and just destroying Minnesota really hurt that play. And uh, the Texans defense going against the Giants, I thought was actually going to be pretty good for as bad as that offensive line has been. And it it cost me. Those two plays cost me big time. How'd you end up doing? Well, it it was almost a little bit of deja vu from the prior week. I made a hasty last-second decision uh, when I I wasn't able to sit and go through 
my normal process on Sunday morning. I had to had to leave the house house a little bit early, and I I made a two versus two swap in my cash lineup, uh, which I only play one cash lineup, and I spread it spread it around. But that ended up costing me dearly. I I ended up with only like a twenty four percent win rate or something like that. And and if I wouldn't have made that switch out and left uh, Matt Ryan in like I originally had, I would have been up over eighty percent win rate. So that one that one was tough to swallow, but it, it just tells me I'm on the right path with my process. I just got to stick to my guns and not not get antsy there at the last second. So as far as uh, the the tournament, I I didn't place. It was it, I I play several different tournaments slash GPP lineups. That one was a variation off of my cash lineup. So as as my cash lineup went, so did my uh, results in in that tourney. So, but. We're we're not gonna fret. We still have a long way to go in this season, and and we're we're getting on some good guys. Like the uh, the podcast says, it's another bad call. Not all the calls are good. Not all the calls are bad. Uh, we had some decent calls last week, and and we sure missed out. I know a few of my my. Uh, Picks didn't even play like Jack Doyle and my chalkbuster Dalvin Cook, so those kind of missed missed home. But we uh, we Nate and I did tout Alvin Kamara. In fact, we had a little wager on that one. How'd that work out for you, JD? Uh, not great. It was actually looking pretty good uh, until about halfway through the fourth quarter, and then the overtime really sealed my fate. Uh, <laughs> But, you know, I gave you a line. I lost. What are you <laughs> going to do, right? Sure, sure. All right, well, let's let's move on here and get this one. We're going to try to make this, this week's a little bit briefer because we're going to bring to you a special edition uh, where we're going to talk about some beginner strategy and, and, and the – DraftKings process in and of itself so that uh, in lieu of listener questions we're going to give you a special edition podcast this week so we're going to get straight into our player picks uh JD you uh you like the redhead I'm not going to say what I said a couple weeks ago because I really (laughs) botched that up so the red rocket I'll say it Justin you said the red rocket yes I did yes thanks Corey I (laughs) You're Somebody, welcome. I got your back, man. I got your back. I, uh, hey, there's proof. We do have a listener. Yeah. <laughs> uh, real quick, uh, you mentioned the in lieu of listener questions, we're going to do another episode that's going to go over kind of uh, just a basic overshoot or overview of DFS and dipping your toe into the waters. Uh, I think at the beginning of that one, too, we will go over some of those listen listener questions. So if you got them in and you wanted us to talk about them, we'll try to sneak them into that episode. Uh as you alluded to, yes, I am looking at Andy Dalton this week, uh, playing in Atlanta, and Atlanta is another one of those teams that just seems to be giving up points and giving up points and giving up points. Uh, 
And I believe Andy Dalton's got the weapons. Uh, we all know about A.J. Green and what he can do week in, week out. They have now added Tyler Boyd to that list of people that are going to be catching balls and uh, on a regular basis. He's just getting peppered with targets. Uh, I like where he sits. And at the price point, you know, 5400 that's pretty good value for me. So I will take that all day. Um, just a little bit of stat there. And Atlanta has given up 300-plus yards the last two games. So uh, I suspect that they will do that again for a third game. Yeah, and JD, they got. I think Vegas has got that that total points around like fifty three for that game. So you you know it's going to be a like just a, a barn burner. So I actually I actually had Andy Dalton in kind of my lineup, and then I, I pivoted it um, someplace else. But I, I JD, I love that. Defenses are just absolute sizz, and it, it's going to be crazy. Well, it's good that it, if I pick a player that you pivot in another direction, that's a, a good play. <laughs> <laughs> hey, and, and just so, since we'll, we'll kind of talk to it, um, you said this is your first week playing. I, I know it's always good to put a lineup out there midweek, see, see what you're liking, and then pay real close attention to the news that's coming through all the way up to Sunday morning because the late breaking news is where you'll gain an edge if so long as you're paying attention. Yeah, that's a real good point. A lot of the players that uh, I have mentioned throughout these episodes, uh, I like them and I've got them in my lineups. And then come Sunday morning with all the news and everything that's come out, I found better value. So that's a good call. Corey, uh, what what guy was kind of uh, catching your eye this week at quarterback? So, like I said, I, I initially had had kind of penciled in Andy Dalton there. The consideration was I really I really think this is going to be a huge week for AJ Green. So I was going to do an Andy Dalton AJ Green stack, um, but just kind of the more stuff I read, I, I really uh, just kind of flipped the switch a little bit. And the guy I've got penciled in right now is Philip Rivers, and and I know he's he's I think in DraftKings he's got him as like the fourth uh, priciest QB right now. So in order to get the you know the right value for him, he's going to have to have a big week. And I think this is this is the week where he's he's just going to really blow up. Um, so if you if you look at San Francisco, they're horrible. San Francisco defense is just atrocious right now. They're thirtieth against uh, QBs. And and those QBs, Kirk Cousins, Matt Stafford, and and Mahomes. So we're not talking about chump change right there. I mean, those those are pretty good QBs. They're giving up 288 yards per game passing and a total of eight TDs. And I just think Rivers is going to light this up uh, this week. I'm thinking it's not unreasonable to expect four TDs and 350, 400 yards from from him this week. And I know, like every every time I watch. Uh, Philip Rivers play I'm just like man how how is he so good with that throwing motion um, <laughs> oh yeah he's a chucker <laughs> yeah he, he looks like if you were to try to throw with your offhand and it looks kind of somewhat effeminate but it's just he's just so amazing with it so I think this is his week um, you know last week he still put up 17 points against a pretty pretty decent 
Rams defense. So I, I think you know I think it's really reasonable for him to uh, definitely three times his value. Um, I really even think four times is a realistic expectations for for Rivers this week. And I and I know again he's he's a little bit on the pricey side, um, but but I definitely like his um, his outlook a little bit better than the three quarterbacks above him. I think that's that's Brady and um, Breeze. And I can't, I can't remember the other one, but I like his, I like his upside a little bit better than even, even those guys. I, I really do like that, that play. I'm not sure yet if I'll settle there on cash, but San Diego does have, uh, is tied for the highest Clyde total, uh, team total at 28 and a half points, which, which means you, you should be expecting a lot of production that, San Francisco team is in uh, a little bit of disarray now with their quarterback going down. So that that looks like it could be a a real nice uh, go there. And one thing that you would get going to pay up at quarterback is you get yourself a little bit of different roster construction than if you were to pay down. So I, I, I like that line of thinking. Uh, yeah, the only thing, my only consideration is the only thing that could make it go south is is I think if it's just a blowout, which you know was with CJ beat hard um, at the helm for San Francisco, <laughs> it, it really could go south. And if, if that's the case, and they're just feeding Gordon in the second half, it, it really could bite me. Um, but you know, I, I'm betting on the fact that it's going to be a high scoring affair, and, and he's going to put up big numbers. Yeah, it wouldn't surprise me if that scenario does happen. But at that point in time, you've also already likely gotten your points out of him. So, you know, I think you're going to be okay in that. It would not surprise me to see Rivers put up a a 25-point day. Sweet. I like it. Now, uh, you guys might raise some eyebrows here at at the guy I'm I'm looking at. And and I want to preface this by saying... (laughs) This is more of a tournament slash GPP play that I'm looking at, and uh, that's my man Mitch Mitchell Trubisky. And then before you uh, groan or um, <laughs> give me give me some garbage here, I, I want to give you a couple of reasons why. First off, the Bears surprisingly are. Uh, have an, an implied total of 25 points this week. That That's on the high end. They're, they're favored against the Buccaneers. It's a 47-point uh, total, which isn't uh, – it's not low. It's not It's not the highest on the slate, but it, it's definitely not a low. Um, so Vegas is expecting this one to, to get some points, and, and that's because Tampa's defense is not good. They've been – They've been giving up uh, a lot of yards and a lot of points, and um, so why why would I go for Mitch? Because he he really has not been very good so far this year, and 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 that a little bit plays into it. He's young. He's he's not uh, had a lot of experience. So with each week, he's gaining more and more experience. He's had more time with the new coaching staff and and I kind of decided to dig a little bit deeper on some stats and, and I, I looked at some 
zone um, zone pass ratings, and and, and Mitch Trubisky's uh, best zone is is to the short middle. That's under 15 yards uh, from line of scrimmage, where he's got a 106 passer rating, and and the Tampa D is especially uh, soft right there in the middle, and they give up a 117 passer rating. Um, and, and not only that, so that in itself, it, it's, it leads you to think, okay, there's, there's room for him to have success. He, he's, he likes to hit his possession receivers. They're not passing it down the field all that much. Um, he's, he's got a rapport he's been building with Robinson, and uh, you started seeing him get, get linked up with Taylor Gabriel this past week. And not only that, um, Anthony Miller might be a little banged up, and we've yet to see Trey Burton really uh, connect there. So I, I think this might be the week and the defense to do to do that against at home. And and one more reason that I think it could be um, a sneaky little play in a tournament is that Tampa Bay gives up 138 passer uh, in long passes on the right side. And that happens to be the zone that Mitch Trubisky has had the most success passing deep with. So now, now you can bury me in all the reasons why not to. <laughs> well, since you just went on a five minute ramble, like it was, you were trying to talk yourself into playing Mitchell Trubisky. Uh, let's just do this. He is averaging under 200 yards a game. He has two touchdowns to three interceptions. That's just this year. If you go back to last year, he topped 200 yards three times. Three times. That's not somebody I want any part of. Yeah, I've got to agree with that. And you guys have a lot of stats to, to back both of your points. Um, and I actually I have a stat, too, that I found actually pretty interesting. Um, and the, the, the stat kind of the stat goes like this. Mitch Trubisky sucks at football. <laughs> <laughs> so so um, it, and you know what? As I got to I have to admit, I'm a huge Bears fan and I, and I hope the best for the kid. And I. And I want to see him be what that organization needs him to be. But I just don't feel like he's that good at football right now. And, um, and, and even though Tampa D is atrocious, it's a very bad defense. I don't know if he just has the tools, uh, the mechanics, the between the ears that he needs to be a legitimate um, NFL quarterback at this point in his career. Yeah, until he learns to plant his feet or at least point them in the direction that he is planning on throwing the ball, we're in trouble. He gets happy feet way too easy. He looks lost out there. I don't like it. You know, I hope I'm wrong as a Bears fan. Again, I hope I'm wrong. Well, But as of right now, <laughs> I'm staying as far away from him as possible. I, I kind of had a feeling that, that I was going to get this kind of reaction from you guys. And, you know, at 5200 he's he's pretty low price. There's a couple other low price guys I like this week, too. Uh, 
but all that tells me that it, that if if I do put a lineup out there, I got a chance of winning if if he has this breakout game because nobody else is going to be on him. So uh, yeah, I, for you're looking at him for fifty two hundred for an extra two hundred, you can come up to Andy Dalton going against Atlanta. Red Rocket right there. Well, yeah. Well, <laughs> I'm not going to say come up to the Red Rocket because that's just weird. Well, I mean, here's here's the deal. Everybody's going to play Andy Dalton, and if everybody plays Andy Dalton, it's, uh, you know, it's hard to differentiate yourself. So if you get on some different different players, it's, look, I'm not saying put – put a uh, Mitch Trubisky in a hundred percent of your lineups. And like I said, it's a tournament play. It's not a cash play. It's, it's something that is worth looking at. So, um, but that being said, let's go ahead and move on to running back. And, um, JD, who, who's this guy? I don't, I don't think I know who this guy you put, put down. Yeah, you don't know who Chris Carson is, man. What are you living under a rock? No, of course I know who he is. I just don't think he's that good. <laughs> uh, I'll take that since you just said play Mitch Trubisky. <laughs> yeah, hey, Chris Carson. Here's the deal, um, and this is more than uh, eye test than a stat-driven pick. Uh, the guy was a beast last year when he was healthy, and he looked last week like he was the old Chris Carson. So I expect they're going to ride that hot hand. And uh, they just don't have a lot of other weapons in Seattle right now. So, I mean, you've got Russell Wilson, and then what? So they're going to have to use him. It's a divisional game. Those are usually, you know, fought on the ground. So I'm giving him a shot, especially at the price at 46. That allows me to save up and go for a bigger running back uh, for my cash or even tournament. How's that hip, though? He'll be all right. <laughs> I, I checked, Is that the I official medical doctor. evaluation? He'll be all yeah, right. I, I called my doctors, you know, they, they said he'll he'll be fine. Rub some dirt, some CBD oil cream on it. He'll, he'll be good to go. Okay. Well, <laughs> I, I don't know. It's it's He is one of the only guys on the lower range of running backs that, that is going to get a decent uh, – amount of touches in the backfield. I just don't think uh, Pete Carroll doesn't like to give the ball to his running back. He could have won a freaking Super Bowl, but he doesn't like to give the ball to his running back. He thinks he's smarter than he is. He puts it in Russell Wilson's hands. Um, you know, Russell Wilson's going to give it, get him all the Will Disley that he can. I I don't know. It's not, it's, it's not for me, but Hey, I don't, that's what, I don't yeah, hate I mean, it, he had, J.D. He had 34 touches last week. So, I mean, if he's going to get the ball that many times, <laughs> please. Sure. I, it, it, it's something to look at. It's just not my, my favorite. I, there's, some, there's some guys on this, on this slate that I think are, have a, a much better floor, even if it is at a different price range. I, I'm, I'd like to spend my money at the running back position. Uh, especially in cash, because that's that's the toughest spot to to get good consistent production out of. But um, 
Corey, Kenyon Drake, huh? Yeah. Um, when I when I put that in the email to you guys, kind of like pinpointing who I was thinking about, I, I completely anticipated you guys immediately sending me another email back saying, you cannot participate in this podcast because you know nothing about <laughs> fantasy football. Um, but I, I've got some sound rationale here, and I, I don't know. I had shared with you guys I was out in Massachusetts for like five days uh, last week. So I don't know if it was just because I was out there in the New England area experiencing the aftermath of that Lions game or what. Um, but, yeah, I think Kenyon Drake's a safe play this week. And it's not so much about Kenyon Drake. It's more about the Patriots. So New England right now, 19th against running backs. But if you dive into that a little bit more, as far as yards allowed goes, they're actually 31st in the league. So they're putting, they're allowing a lot of yards to opposing running backs. They're just not really letting them in the end zone. And I mean, to be honest, I mean, they, they gave up a hundred yard rusher last week or hundred yard rush game to carry on Johnson last week. And the Detroit Lions have not had a hundred yard rusher since Reggie Bush 70 games ago. I mean, 70 games ago, they had a hundred yard rusher and the Patriots gave up one last week. So I think Matt Patricia exposed the New England defense last week. That's my hypothesis. I think he showed that if you get out on the edge against this this team, you can put up yards. Uh, That New England linebacking crew is old, they're big, and they're slow. And what Matt Patricia said last week is, you guys try to make a play in space, and they weren't able to. So that's why I like Kenyon Drake this week. I know he only put up three points last week. I know he's been a huge disappointment after what he did at the tail end of last week, tail end of last year. But you got to remember, Kenyon Drake, he's, he's one of those players that hinges on that one big run for a touchdown to make his week. And I think this week is is the week that he's going to do that. So I see from Kenyon Drake at 5,200, you're looking at needing 15, 16 points to triple that value. I think he's a lock for at least 100 yards and a touchdown that's going to come off of like a 40 to 50-yard uh, break breakout run. Um, I know you guys are probably going to eat me up for that that thought, um, but that's that's kind of where I'm at on it. You want to go first, Justin? Well, I mean, I can. Part of the problem with Kenyon Drake is they're just not feeding him the ball in in Miami. He's he's had uh, 14, 11, and five five attempts, it, and his uh, so his total fantasy production. I don't have the PPR stats, but it, it's it's like. 20 is he is he getting receptions one of the reasons you you brought up matt patricia and and adam gase is not matt patricia <laughs> so i i think that with the patriots they're they're gonna get josh gordon on the field this week they're gonna open the offense and and they're gonna be angry and i actually think that they might they might hurt somebody on on miami because they're I think Bill Belichick is just going to open up the playbook and go try try to try to make a statement here. I, I'm Kenyon Drake is 
he's a serviceable back. Like if if you are thinking season long, he might be like your RB three or flex, but it's not somebody I'd want to rely upon. Uh, I'm gonna kind of cut the middle here, I guess. Um, where Justin, you're kind of saying avoid Kenyon. Gory, you're beating the drum for him. I'm gonna beat the drum a little bit, but for a different reason. So I agree, Justin. I think New England's going to come out and make it's going to be a statement game for him. Uh, I do think Josh Gordon's going to play, and I think it's going to open up the field, and they're going to come out, and things are going to be a little bit different and put up some points, which means Miami is likely going to be playing from behind. And uh, Kenyon Drake right now is actually tied for the second leading receiver on that team. And he's uh, third in number of targets. So I would not be surprised at all if you do get your value out of Kenyon Drake, but more so in the receiving end of it as opposed to the rushing side. Yeah, and that, that was my other thought was, it you know, if I'm completely wrong and the Patriots are the Patriots are the Patriots and they just come out pissed off and light up the Dolphins... I feel like he's going to get a lot of garbage time yards through the passing game if that's the case. Um, but I, I can tell you guys in, in the new England area, the sky is falling. Um, they, they've seen a lot of great football through the years and the consensus around that community sports talk radio is that they've got a, t- a team right now that is just defensively deplete of talent. Um, and and I, I, I just feel, and I'm probably going to be completely wrong, but I, I just feel this is going to be a huge game for Drake, who's going to, like I said, is going to have one of those 60-yard plays for a touchdown that's just going to immediately score you that value you need at, at 5,200. Well, I, I mean... I'm in that game. There's there's another back that I'm more interested in. It's not the guy that I'm gonna talk about here, but I think Sony Michelle is is the guy in that game you want to look at with uh, with Rex Burkhead going on IR and and with New England maybe needing to protect their defense a little bit. They're gonna work the clock. They're gonna go ball control. With Josh Gordon, though, it'll it'll open it up so that Gronkowski is not going to get completely bracketed on every play, uh, and I, I see some long sustaining drives in in the future for New England this week, which is going to lead to a different kind of game script. I, I know they throw the ball to Kenyon Drake, but really he's had four targets a game, which isn't isn't huge so it's not huge but when you break it down by i mean like i said he's tied for or he's second in targets so <laughs> i mean the, well, the next highest is like 14 targets sorry well, it's third in targets 14 and 13 targets so it, i mean if you're looking 14 13 and 12 it, yeah it's only four a game but nobody else is getting a ton of game either that's just because they've been they've been winning their games. 
And 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 I knew that that pick was going to be controversial, so I just thank you guys for not kicking me off your podcast. Oh no, you know, it actually, it, <laughs> it, it makes for a little better content where you can have some discourse and and talk about some things and and maybe open open each other's eyes to some different line of thinking. So it's it's good to have different uh, viewpoints. Um, the guy that I'm I'm looking at again this week. It's uh, you kind of hate to do this uh, two weeks in a row, but I'm going back to the well with Gio Bernard, uh, with Joe Mixon out. He he's get he literally got 100 percent of the touches for Cincinnati last week. Uh, JD, you you were talking up the Bengals uh, through Andy Dalton and, and 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 one of your other guys here. Uh, the reason that Gio Bernard actually looks like a can't miss play you gotta gotta put him in definitely in cash he'll be he'll be where i start out my cash lineup with is that uh he's a pass catching back and that atlanta defense funnels towards the pass catching backs the last two weeks they've given up 30 receptions to christian mccaffrey and alvin kamara and and that with DraftKings being full point PPR, that is a huge advantage in in a back that that you want to exploit. Yeah, you will find no argument for me here. I learned my lesson. You know, I was like, "There's no way they give up that many receptions to a running back two weeks in a row." And you know, in came the Saints and Kamara and just said. Guess what, JD? You owe some people some gumball head. So I'm not doing that again. Uh, does he bring back the, uh, you know, at least three times the value? I don't know because Gio Bernard is no Alvin Kamara. Uh, he's no Christian McCaffrey at this point. Uh, but you're right. He's gonna get. He's gonna get the looks. So. Uh, anytime you're talking about a running back getting that much volume, either through rushing or receiving, you're you got to look at him. Yeah, I, I love that pick too, Justin. He's he's actually in my my fifty fifty lineup right now. Um, I've actually picked him up off the waiver wire in both of my season long leagues, and I've got him starting uh, this week. So I, I expect good things again from him. So I, I love that pick. Yeah, he, he definitely um, he he looks like a guy who's set up for success and and you said will he bring back the three X JD? Uh, well, last week he he brought back uh, twenty nine points and and I think he's in line for that much or more. So yeah, I mean he's going to be highly owned too. So when you're talking cash, you, you know you kind of have to. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. So, moving on, uh, let's let's look at some wide receivers. What do you guys like? Well, I'll stick with that game, and uh, I'm going Tyler Boyd. Uh, he was one of your one of your plays last week, and uh, I I agreed with you there, and I didn't think he was going to do what he did. Uh, but in the last three games, he's gone five targets nine targets, seven targets. And uh, he's turned that into, <laughs> uh, he has over 
200 yards now and two touchdowns in three games. Uh, that those are totals, not not per game. I don't want to mix up stats here, uh, but he's looking in the last two games at ten point eleven yards per target and eighteen point eight six yards per target, and he's going up against a defense that is missing two of its safeties, and they're probably going to roll coverage to AJ Green, and those balls have got to go somewhere. So I'm putting my money on Tyler Boyd, especially because he's still coming in relatively cheap at 4600. Yeah, no, he 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 looks looks good again this week to me. AJ Green dealing with the that bone bruise, so he might not be at at full full uh composure and so that might even lead Tyler Boyd to more work so that's that's a good call if if you're uh if you're asking me yeah i i just think jd and i said this kind of earlier my initial consideration was to to stack dalton and tyler boyd not tyler boyd but uh dalton and aj green i think this this is going to be an aj green game that's just my thought and that's the only reason i would i would shy away from tyler boyd but you're right at 4600 it's it's worth it's worth the gamble but they're going to roll that at coverage and he's going to see a lot of production um, but i just have a gut feeling this is going to be an aj green game where they're just feeding him feeding him the rock all day so i and i mean we mentioned the total earlier i don't think this is going to be a one person game like you even if they roll the coverage at AJ Green, we've seen him do it to teams before where it doesn't seem to matter. So I don't see any reason why AJ Green, Tyler Boyd, and Geo can't get, you know, get their numbers in. Yeah, absolutely. <clears throat> so Corey, um, you're you're back on the San Diego wagon, huh? Yeah, because I, I read DFS, it's good to stack stack players. So um, I was looking at, from a San Diego perspective, who I could stack with Philip Rivers, who I think is just going to go off. And I, I a lot of times I think the natural jump is to, to look at Keenan Allen. Um, but I'm, I'm going to say it right here, right now. I, I think Mike Williams is slowly becoming the number one option in that offense. And maybe that sounds crazy, but you, you drafted him at a position to be a number one. And I think he's slowly morphing into that. Um, and I think really this is probably the last week that you might get that value because he's going for 4,500 right now. And I think that's just going to continue to grow as the season goes on. Um, you know, he had two, tu- two touchdowns last week, um, had a great catch uh, in the end zone. So I think looking at a, a player that, that I can maybe get some value at that I think is probably going to go for, you know, 90 yards to 100 yards and at least one score, I think, I think Mike Williams is, is an easy play there. He, he's definitely emerging as that team's number one red zone threat. Um, every week his snaps are going up, his targets are going up. So I just think that's a no-brainer in that play, especially with, with um, the expectation I have with Rivers this week. To, to stack Mike Williams at that that forty five hundred mark. I mean that that San Francisco we talked about it. That San Francisco defense is just garbage. So I I, I think that's a, a pretty safe play. 
Yeah, I can't argue. I like Mike Williams a lot. I'm a big fan of his. Uh, again, price is everything for me here. Uh, 4,500, really good value. Uh, six targets in the first game, only two in the second game. Uh, but then he came back in his third game with seven targets. Uh, and against a tough Rams defense, he put up four catches, 81 yards, and two touchdowns. Uh, you know, And San Francisco is not the Rams. So I think he's got a good chance. I don't think he's going to give you two touchdowns again, but at that price point again, if you can get you know three for sixty and a touchdown, you've gotten at least three extra value. So I like that play. Here, here's what, uh, and this is you're going to hear a third person who's who's on this this guy. Here's what makes this interesting. Yes, at forty five hundred, he's a good value. He might be a little less looked at than Tyler Boyd and Calvin Ridley after those guys had some really, really big games last week. And he's going against San Francisco, and he's got the opportunity. Keenan Allen has uh, quietly missed the first two days of practice this week. There's not a whole lot of information out there about what might be going on. Um, If he's banged up, they they might want to uh, give him. I'm not saying he he's not going to play. I, I it'll be interesting if he doesn't play. Mike Williams will likely be very chalky this week. But when you're gonna when you know you're gonna get the opportunity, that's that's a guy you gotta put in your lineup at that price. So uh, it's a good call there. So did I did I make up for the Kenyon Drake pick? <laughs> Oh. In your guys' mind. <laughs> oh, yeah. I, I like that one a lot better. But uh, who, who knows? Kenyon Drake might go for 40 points. <laughs> Thus reemphasizing the name of the podcast. So, <laughs> uh, Real quick on that, Keenan Allen. Uh, Wednesday, the report came out that it was a knee issue. And yesterday, or sorry, today's report has noted that it's a tooth issue. So, well, that's a jump. Yeah, not you know, maybe he need himself in the mouth. I don't know. Hmm. Oh boy. Well, I'm. You guys gave us a couple of low price uh, guys, and and I'm I'm going I'm going up the board towards the top. This week, I, I'm really digging on Odell Beckham, and I want to try to fit him in as many lineups as I can. Eighty-seven hundred. It's it's hard. Uh, Hard to swallow, maybe, which which might keep the the ownership from going too crazy on him. But he's facing New Orleans, and and New Orleans has been getting just absolutely hammered by the pass. Odell Beckham's got a huge thirty one percent target share of of the New York offense. And more than that, he's getting a 44% red zone share. And Evan Ingram's out, which which is the other guy that's been the big target monster there. Odell Beckham hasn't had any touchdowns yet this year. And I think it's time, and I think it's that it's going to change. This, this is the week where he, he gets in the end zone a couple of times. The regression swings back his way, and, and he's... He's the Odell Beckham that that we all have come to know and love. 
Yeah. It, anybody that's paying attention to what's going on in the world of football or fantasy football, I honestly don't know how you don't play Odell Beckham, which concerns me a little bit with ownership as far as uh, tournament and GPP actually goes. Uh, because again, New Orleans just gives up touchdowns to everybody that is on the field. Apparently, uh, Odell has except for Julio. Oh, what's that? Thirty-four. He's got thirty-four targets through three games. Twenty-four catches, two hundred seventy-one yards. Yes, there's no touchdowns, but at those numbers, you know, it's not really killing you. Those touchdowns are always going to be nice, and I do agree. I think this week you're going to see that change, especially with Ingram out. Uh, those target numbers are going to go up, and with numbers, your odds increase. Uh, I don't think he's overpriced. I think you have to play him in cash, uh, maybe even a tournament. I may steer away from him in GPP because ownership scares me. So this, this is where I get kicked off the podcast again. Um, I, I hate the play of OBJ this week. Um and so I, I've, I've, got, I've got a lot of notes on all the players everyone everyone was was considering. And the only note that I have down for this OBJ pick is Eli Manning. Um, I think <laughs> I, I, I think Eli Manning is is horrible. I, I just I have no confidence in Eli to get the value out of OBJ that you need at 8700. So. Yeah, I, I know the New Orleans uh, defense is atrocious. I, I know that he's going to get a lot of targets. I just don't have confidence in Eli Manning to get him the ball um, in, in the situations that he that he needs. So, and again, I'm I'm, I'm new to this stuff, guys. So I, I could be completely wrong, but I'm just completely. That was one of the players that I looked at, and I was like, 8,700. I I I want no part of of OBJ because of Eli Manning. Well, he only needs to get a finger on the ball. So if Eli can get it within range of the kicking net, you know Beckham can grab it. I, I don't know if I if I give him um, the benefit of the doubt to get it within that range, J.D. <laughs> uh, Here, here's, uh, they, they, here's why... Uh, Another reason why I think it's it's a good play is because in the past couple of years, the Giants have not had a running game. And so they, you know, Eli, had, there was nothing to keep the defense honest. And, and now that they've got Saquon Barkley, it, it gives a little extra dynamic. And, and yes, the... Giants are are dumb for not drafting a quarterback rather than a running back, but at least for fantasy purposes and for for this year, it, it kind of to me opens things back up a little bit for Odell, and and he's getting the targets, and he's he's got the matchup this week, so he's the kind of guy that they they throw a little uh, seven yard screen or. Or, or crossing route and and he takes it to the house. So uh, it it is scary. It's always scary to put the high price guys in, in the lineup. And and when a bunch of people got burned by Julio last week, I, I can see 
I can see why you might be a little nervous to, to spend up for that. Uh, it, it certainly depends on your roster construction, and you got to put some cheap guys in the lineup to be able to afford the expensive guys. But I think it's that's part of the reason it's a uh, he's primed for a breakout game here because he's he's not found the end zone, and people might shy off of him a little bit, just enough to make him worth. Uh, sticking in those lineups. Yeah, and, and part of, and part of it is is that too. I mean, I'm spending 5200 on Kenny and Drake, so I just can't be going and throwing 8700 at OBJ. You know, <laughs> it, it, I mean, really, it, from a cash standpoint, which is what I'm looking at him for. You know, in his first game, he had 11 for 111. So right there, there's 25 points. Uh, in his last game, he had uh, nine for 109, so there's 22 points. So at that 8,700, he's coming in at over 2x. So in cash, I'm not going to be too upset about that. And if he does get in the end zone, he hits that 3x pretty easy. It's a risk, but I think it's not as big a risk as what it looks like on paper. Sure thing, sure thing. Uh, well, as we wind things down here a little bit, uh, we get to tight end, which which could be one of the trickiest positions to play in DFS because you got typically you got just a couple or or three high end guys, and then it, then it kind of trails off, and and you you're looking for some value plays. And Travis Kelsey's not on this slate, so really you only got two high-end guys. Um, so it looks like we all kind of went the value route here. So, J.D., why don't you go ahead and talk about who you like? Yeah, I'm going David and Joku, and I like this guy every week, and I've been wrong three weeks in a row, so I'm hoping – this is the week because it is Baker Mayfield time. And uh, they seem to have a little bit of chemistry in the preseason. I think this offense takes a step up. It gets a little more exciting with him at the helm. And uh, at the price point, again, you know, trying to extract some value out of tight end. Uh, 32, I'm not asking for a ton of points out of him. So, uh, I'm going to take my chances with him one more time. I figure he's got about another two to three weeks of me saying I'm playing David and Joku before I just give up on uh, DFS in general. <laughs> JD, the, the one note I have about David and Joku is why does JD like David and Joku so much? <laughs> <laughs> I, I, it's fun to say. <laughs> I would... I want and Justin. I don't know how you feel, but I don't. I don't want any part of that guy. I mean, if you look at the his last three games against the Jets, the Saints, and the Steelers, three defenses that aren't scaring anyone, he's put up five point six, six, and four point three points. And and this week he's going against Oakland, who is ranking like fifth against opposing tight ends. I just don't see it. I just don't see it this week. I think you can get a little bit more value going a little bit a little bit uh, down on that um, that tight ends list. So I I, I I I hate a strong word, JD, 
but I hate that pick. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Well, and on that note, thanks for joining us. Uh, Corey, you can come on every week. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, I'm kind of in the same same opinion here as Corey. I, part of the reason is I think that the Baker Mayfield hype is getting a little out of hand. He hasn't. Yes, he won a game for Cleveland, but let's be real. It was a Thursday night game, which are they're always weird, and and it was the Jets. So um, I don't know. They're I th- I think that they're gonna be trying to bring heat, and I know that. Oakland really doesn't have Oakland's pass rush is in Chicago right now, but like, like, like Corey said, um, they, they are pretty stout against the tight end and Joku hasn't really done a whole lot yet this year. I'm, I'm not sure. I, I just think I don't hate him. I just think there's very, quite a few other plays that are, that are better. If I may, very quickly, Oakland being fifth against the tight end, uh, they played the Rams, who don't really use their tight ends. Then they played the Broncos, who don't really have a tight end. And then they played the Dolphins, who, again, don't really have a tight end. So this will be the most talented tight end that they have faced this year. I think... I think talented is a stretch, JD. I think uh, maybe like um, like sexiest is. I mean, the, the dude's built like a Greek god, but he can't catch the ball. He can't. He can't his hand, his hands are horrible. We'll see. This may be my weekly bet. <laughs> we'll, we'll definitely hold. This may be just enough to get me away from playing Njoku ever again. <laughs> hey, Corey, I was going to say, Corey, what kind of beer do you like? Because this is where you can get it out of him. Yeah, I, I'm going to go with the most expensive beer that I can imagine because I think this is a sure win right here. <laughs> oh, well, on that note, Corey, uh, you're, you're going back to that Cincinnati-Atlanta game. Yeah, I mean, we've talked about it a lot. I think I think that game is just going to be really uh, a really high scoring affair, and I think Austin Austin Hooper at twenty nine hundred is just a lock. I mean, give the guy forty yards and a touchdown, and and he's he's tripled that that value right there. So so I, I think Austin Hooper Hooper and and you said it, Justin. I, I think tight ends are kind of a crapshoot. If you don't have Chelsea, uh, Travis Kelsey in the field, uh, Gronkowski. Why overpay for a guy that's just going to be a crapshoot? So I think Austin Hooper going against, um, you know, that that defense in Cincinnati, which is 31 against tight ends. I, th- I think that's an easy play that's going to double, triple your money um, easy. He's certainly in my player pool this week. I'm not sure if that's where I'll land in cash, probably because of the guy – I like is is really standing out to me, but uh, you got any thoughts on Hooper, Josh, JD? I I like Hooper. Uh, I don't think he can go wrong at that price point either at tight end. I mean, short of playing somebody that's probably not gonna play the game, uh, and that again 
is going to be one of those games that's anticipated to be a high-scoring game, and those targets have to go somewhere. Not, I think uh, Julio maybe gets in the end zone this week, and if not, uh, look out for Hooper. JD, I'm going to help you out. Just save that 300 bucks and just <laughs> upgrade it on their position. Go with Hooper, save that 300 bucks, and it's going gonna, it's gonna to really help you out in the long run. Ooh, week, weekly bet has formed right here. <laughs> great, great. So I made mention of the guy I like, and um, and that's that's O.J. Howard. The Tampa Bay offense is going to be facing a tough Bears defensive front, which means they're going to have to get the ball out of the quarterback's hand much quicker than what they've been doing so far this year. Um, O.J. Howard at 3500 so far this year is producing as tight end two, but his price is tight end 11. Uh, if you look at the uh, Bears defense, the, uh, the grid, QB rating grid, they are weakest straight up the middle and short and that's that's where these tight ends get the the bulk of their of their looks and so in a game that maybe I don't think Tampa's gonna be great but you can't ignore the amount of production they've put up this year and and, and if I if I like the Bears to put up some points against Tampa I gotta think that Tampa's gonna have to do do more through the air and they don't have a rushing game so um oj howard looks pretty pretty spicy to me yeah that's an interesting one for me uh, because i do like oj howard i'm not sure how much i like him in this game Uh, it's an interesting play for you uh, when you're looking at Trubisky and then taking the flip side of doing like a game stack there of having Howard, I can kind of understand that because it's a nice cheap way to get a part of that. Uh, I'm not so sure that our corners can keep up with uh, Deshaun Jackson if Fitzmagic is still alive. Um, I'm hoping <laughs> I'm hoping they can, uh, but I don't hate the Howard play, but for the money, again... You know, a three hundred dollar difference. You know, between Howard and Njoku, I'll I'll sink with that ship. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I would say between Howard and uh, Njoku, I would go with Howard. Um, but then again, between Njoku and Kellen Davis, I'd probably go with Kellen Davis. Um, <laughs> so, so. Yeah, Justin, I I like that pick. I think the Bears have historically been, you know, pretty poor against tight ends. I, I I think this defense is a little bit different than what we've seen historically from that from that team. I think Leonard Floyd can actually run with some of these tight ends. Uh, but but if I if I do see Tampa Bay putting a lot of points on the board, I, I see it coming at that area because I know the the pass rush is going to want to get after the quarterback. And and you might have some um, open seams to OJ Howard. So yeah, yeah, I, I like I like that pick. I don't love it. I like it. Um, I definitely like it a lot more than David Njoku, though. Always got to take a shot, JD. All day. I'm gonna I'm gonna be taking shots all day. 
Wonderful, wonderful. Just save some of that red stag for me. <laughs> yeah, I've got like half a bottle left, so I'm definitely loosen loosening up as we go along here. <laughs> so I'm gonna start recording at your house, Corey. <laughs> <laughs> so this is the the time of the show where we we bust out a chalkbuster and. And last week I had Dalvin Cook and the guy didn't even play, so this my been my best truck buster of the week or the year <laughs> so far. Um, I, I should quit. I didn't identify one this week, but I think JD, you kind of had somebody. Well, this is I'm not going to call it a chalk buster, and it's a little uh, contrarian to my David and Joku pick. <laughs> But this is more of a I don't think it can live up to the hype play more than a chalk buster uh, with Baker Mayfield. As you said, everybody's just, you know, oh, my goodness, Cleveland won a game. The world's going to end, you know, that that sort of uh, hype train. And he's got to prove it at this point. Like you said, he, he did it on a Thursday night against a questionable Jets team. And Thursday night games are always a little weird. I want to see how he does against a team that's had all week to actually prepare for him. Uh, and I think he does okay because he seems to have that it factor. He kind of reminds me in a way of uh, he's like Tim Tebow, but with attitude and talent. So I, I think he's going to be okay, but I don't think he's going to be as good as what everybody's making him out to be. So again, not necessarily a chalk buster, but uh, we'll call it a hype buster. Very, very interesting. Um, I, I'm not going to disagree with that. I, I don't think Mayfield lives up to what he's getting touted as this week. Uh, and I know, you know, he won a game, so he's the savior of Cleveland. But <laughs> it remains to be seen. Uh, his, the thing he's got going for is he's got uh, 1995 John Gruden coaching against him, so th- there's, there's a little bit of a chance for him. Um, Corey, did you did you have somebody that you thought was gonna stink this week? Yeah, I I do. Um, and you I say I think... David and Joku. <laughs> <laughs> as as great as great as that would be, JD. Um, no, I, I actually went with uh, Fitzmagic, uh, Ryan Fitzpatrick. And, and I said this uh, two, and I don't have any proof that I said this, but two weeks ago after um, Fitzpatrick kind of lit up the world the second week in a row, um, I had a, a person in one of my week-long uh, or season-long fantasy leagues just go off about how he picked up Fitzpatrick in the waiver wire and he was so, so excited about it. And I said, man, this is Ryan Fitzpatrick. Um, he's, he's, he's got like two more games in him. And, and what I call at that point was, you know, against, against Pittsburgh, he was going to come out and he was going to have an okay game. Uh, but he was going to have a game that, that started to kind of question whether Jameis needed to be inserted back into that lineup when he was back. Um, they were going to start kind of raising those questions. And then once he went against the Bears, that was when everything was going to turn Fitz tragic. So I'm going with 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 uh, Ryan Fitzpatrick this week. I, I think it's 6,200. 
I don't I don't know if if he and this may be a little bit of homerism. I don't I don't know if he sees the end of the game. I, I think he's either pulled. I think he's uh, Khalil Mack just pile drives him to the ground and he's he's out. But I think this is the absolute end of Fitz Fitzpatrick this week. I think he's shown that every every season that, he, that he's king kind of came out gangbusters and lit up the world. He's eventually crashed down to the earth. And I think this is his week. I mean, he 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 put up big numbers against New New Orleans, Pittsburgh, um, and Philadelphia. All not really great defenses. Uh, New Orleans, Pittsburgh is really bad. So I, I think this week against a good stout Bears defense with a solid pass rush, I think anybody who plays him at that sixty two hundred mark is just in for um, a hurting. Yeah, I totally agree with you on the fact that. Uh, at the money, not a chance. And going against a pass rush that, if it continues the way it is, it's going to make a lot of QBs look kind of silly for a little bit. I don't think they pull him in this game. I think if he ends up out of this game, it's because he got hurt. I don't see any way they pull him and put Winston in in this situation. Because um, you don't want to risk the guy that you plan on leading your team going up against this pass rush right now. Um, if you can help it. So I would agree. Uh, Fitzpatrick is a guy to stay away from this week. And he is very streaky. He does do this on, you know, every year that he's been able to start. He gets very streaky. It's it's an interesting call. I'm, I'm not going to say that I'm completely against it because – you know he's he's had his moments throughout his career, but he also has his kind of Cutler esque tendencies as well. As a Bears fan, I, I hope you're right because uh, I'm so used to the nut punch that whenever you get excited, it it, it starts to go bad. <laughs> but uh, um, I I did I I did have a guy that I I thought might be a little. Uh, little bit of a chalk buster this week and that was Calvin Ridley he he blew up absolutely last week he and and when all those Julio players saw what Ridley did I have a feeling there's going to be a lot of people that are flocking to Ridley but he did that on uh not a not a huge target share and and it just happened to uh happen to be his his week but it's not sustainable at at the amount of plays he's running he's not even out there he's not even running number two wide receiver sets so uh, it's i i have a feeling that he's going to disappoint a lot of people this week yeah i would agree that uh, there's gonna be a lot of people that play him and hope that he he comes up and does close to what he did last week. It wouldn't surprise me to start seeing him on a regular basis going for three to five receptions, sixty yards, and a touchdown uh, because he's got that kind of upside or a floor capability in that offense that looks like it's starting to roll again. Uh, but yeah, you're not gonna get. 100 plus yards and three touchdowns, three touchdowns out of him every week, and to expect it is uh, absurd. Yeah, 
Well, so. well great. Hey, uh, since it is that time for our, our wager, um, I, I want to see what, what kind of line. I'm going to let Corey, you, you go at JD and, and, and try to <laughs> squeeze as much beer as, as you can over David in Joku. See, before before we got to David Njoku, I was actually wanting to throw out a Trubisky wager as us, you know, since we're all Bears fans, but this Njoku stuff has been so juicy. <laughs> I don't I don't know how we get away from it. Uh, um, well, go, but, go yeah. ahead and, and have a bet with uh, JD, and if you want to throw something with Trubisky at me, I, I might be willing to uh, make a little wager myself. We can do that. I can I can pay up two bets if I lose. I'm I'm okay with that. Um. So so JD, I'm gonna I'm gonna go at an out on a limb. I don't know what kind of limb this actually is, but I don't I don't think Njoku gets over five points this week. You don't think he gets over five? I don't think he scores over five points this week. I will take that action all day every day. Okay. Uh, loser buys a round. Deal. And then, and Justin, my bet for you is over under. I, I'm setting the line at um, two interceptions for Trubisky this week. Two interceptions. Oh. Um. Yeah. No. I don't. I don't think. I, I don't think Tampa's uh, any good on the defensive side, and they they're banged up, banged up in that secondary. So um, I'll definitely take the under there all right so i'll i'll but if but if, if he if he chokes it up i'll be happy to buy you buy you a beer i think the sad thing is i think i think he's gonna he's throw at least two interceptions and i think the bears are still gonna win significantly so only if our defense scores our touchdowns again yeah i i could see our i could see the bears defense pulling out two scores that would be beautiful well, great. Listen, we we thank you for supporting the show and listening. Uh, we can you can find us on Twitter at another bad call, also on Facebook, Instagram at the same same name. You can email us another bad call at gmail You can check out our our webpage another bad where I'm blogging about my weekly escapades and dfs uh cory is there any any place you'd like like for people to find you yeah i I, i'll take this time just to kind of plug um we talked about a little bit earlier but uh the podcast that that i'm involved with drunk netflix um we're on twitter at at drunk netflix reviews you can find us on itunes uh podbean we've actually got a podcast coming out next couple days uh we 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 reviewed Cabin Fever by Eli Roth, so um, yeah, that, that's what I'll plug. Just you know, check that podcast out. And and again, before you know, we jump, I just want to say thank you to you guys. I've really enjoyed listening to your podcast. I think you guys do uh, have do great work, have a great product. I just appreciate the opportunity to be involved with it. Hey man, we're really glad you could join us. Really appreciate it. Uh, as always, it's been fun talking to you, and I'm sure this won't be the last time that we have you on. Because it's uh, very entertaining. Yeah, and to be honest, anytime I do a podcast, my wife is okay with me drinking um, more alcohol than I should. Um, weirdly, because it's like a hobby or something. So, um, anytime you guys need need me, I'm, I'm, I'm willing. 
We're, we're going to find Corey. He's going to be pretending he's podcasting just so he can have another drink. <laughs> Justin, that is a that is a brilliant idea. It's a brilliant but quite sad idea. Um, hey, I'm always I'm, I'm always use. one to find a way to sneak an extra drink. So, <laughs> JD, how about you? Uh, yeah, you know the usual. Just uh, find me at JD West twenty two, uh, Twitter, Instagram. Uh, really, really look forward to any reviews, questions, anything you can do to help us uh, get some content and get our names out there. And and I can be found at Justin M West on Twitter, Instagram, JMW nineteen seventy seven. We do appreciate the interactions. And, and the comments as, as we make our picks so that you can find out what has been another bad call. <laughs> <laughs>